Hey, all right, ready? Looks like you rehearsed, guys. Ready? And the one. And the two. Do you really want? Do you really want to taste it? You're welcome. You're so welcome. It is the morning. It's on Saturday, and we're doing things. What's going on? It's your boy, the real Vince Taylor, live and direct from wherever we at right now. Mind your business. Hallelujah. Yes, hope all is well. It's still Black History Month. Can you believe that? Yes, a whole Super Bowl, a whole Valentine's Day, and it's still Black History Month. So let's celebrate that too. Also here, uh, we do have uh, some other folks, such as the homie Tyrone is in the building. Yo, what the up? Homie Steph is in the building. The homie Ty, bad Ty that is, is in the building. And special guest Nolly is here to join us saying what up. Yes, is uh is not here with us today but it's okay and we wish her well but there's a few things that we want to holler y'all about before we get into our lead did you know that there are things dropping this week that we might have even let slip behind us i didn't even realize it did y'all know that it is only officially as of right now 13 days until the batman drops it is only 39 days until moon knight drops in an only short distance of time for mr tyrone 76 more days until Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. But fret not, there are some things that we can do while we wait for these things to come in. I don't know if you knew this or not, but just last night, Uncharted dropped with our beloved Tom Holland from Spider-Man. Uh, also now streaming live on HBO Max, we've got Kingsman. It is streaming live right now. Like, you can go watch it, like, right now. Also, coming soon is a new Vikings installment, Viking Valhalla. For those of y'all out there that like Ragnar and all of his sons. And believe it or not, this dope behind trailer just dropped. We're gonna drop, we're gonna check this out a little later, as well as a trailer for one of my favorite movies of all time and books, Mr. Jurassic uh, Mr. Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh, which is Jurassic World, excuse me, Dominion, which looks like the OGs is coming back. Yes, yes, yes. Ellie Sadler, Dr. Alan Grant, and one Ian Malcolm Math, or should I say, chaotician, is joining today. I mean, is joining the cast. But we first want to start off with oh, oh, one more thing. Bel Air. Have y'all seen this show? If you haven't, you should. Because it's dope as hell. We definitely want to talk about that too. And of course, we are going to discuss. One of my new favorite shows, Raised by Wolves. If you ain't been watching it, be prepared to have your mind completely uh, intercoursed. Uh, you know, I don't want to say the F word because Steph got me feeling all nervous about saying the F word now. Uh, but now we want to go ahead and get into a little bit of this Peacemaker as our lead, baby. This, once again, everybody is the new blurt or the holla at your boy.
All righty, all righty, all righty. So guess what, everybody? This week was the season finale, the season finale of the Peacemaker show on HBO Max. Dare I say, which could be very well the best DC show outside of Watchmen ever on TV. I don't know if I'm alone in thinking that or not, but we got the whole panel here to discuss. And so let's get some straightening right now. Hopefully everybody had an opportunity to get a check to watch Peacemaker. I know four out of five of us one likely did. All right. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool. Uh, so spoilers are coming because it's been like four days. Um, but uh, <laughs> somebody did inform me uh, that they didn't mind spoilers as long as it's not Marvel or Star Wars. So I think that it's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> but yo, Ty, bad Ty, I got to go with you, man, because me and you have been geeking out on this all week, bro. The Peacemaker last episode, man, hot not. What you thought about it, homeboy? I mean, it was um, it was a good ending to uh, 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 so far a nice story. Um I mean, outside. I'm not going to get into that right, right. The, the biggest spoiler off the top, but I mean, it, I, I still had some reservations a little bit. I mean, I, when it comes to season finales, you always kind of want this explosion, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't get the explosion. I mean, I got, I got a good episode. I got a good solid episode. Right. Overall, the series is hot. Um, I would dare say the best series on television right now. Um, so props to them for that. All right, all right. So no bang for real. You didn't get the rancor. Uh <laughs> we can't all be Mandalorian. Yeah, it's not exactly. Like <laughs> uh Steph, you've been digging the show. What thought you about the this the finale? Um, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. Some moments definitely were predictable. I, I do appreciate the foreshadowing, but like it it played out the way that I envisioned it playing out. Um, I mean, I think it was, it was satisfying. I got to agree with bad tie though, that it, it didn't feel like it went out on a bang. Um, I don't know if there's a season two, but I'm not clamoring for yeah. it. I'm like, okay, that was cool. Right. Right. You, you have, you have breaking news, Tyrone, Tyling. There's, there's a season. Yes, two it is. They know? have, they have already, you know, signed on for season two with Peacemaker. as they so should. You will be getting as they should. another season. Yeah, yeah. Despite the lackluster, well, what some are describing right now is a lackluster season finale. I still think the show uh, is still one of the best DC shows on TV. All right, it's just hands down. Tyrone, what do you think, bro? Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely, the best. I think the best uh, DC show uh, so far, without a doubt. Uh, I liked the season finale. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought they hit the notes uh, that that they kind of led up to and uh, and gave us you know satisfying conclusions on on different storylines while keeping some things open for exploration in season two. Uh, I thought it, I thought they just absolutely killed it. So just want to say congratulations, DCEU, on uh, putting together a good ass show. And uh, please keep on following this example. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Nolly hasn't seen it, so I would. Uh, I'm not gonna ask how you thought the episode was, but I do want to challenge you real quick, uh, Tyrone. After watching eight episodes, are are you saying that Peacemaker is better than Watchmen with Regina King? Uh, uh, it, it, that's why I said DCEU. Uh, the, Wa the Watchmen is not DCEU. It is a, technically a DC property, but uh, no, the Watchmen is a far better show. Uh, without okay. a doubt, like no questions. Uh, but uh, Peacemaker. As far as DCEU is concerned, is uh, the, is now the bar is now the uh, you know the the standard, and they should continue on that course. You see what he did. You see, 
You see what he did? You see what he? You see? You see what he did? He bobbed and weaved and hit you with that left hook. That's what he did. I choose my words very carefully. Yeah, I'm definitely voting for you for district attorney. Uh, run, man. You definitely are good with the wordsmith, my friend. All right, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it now, Nolly. We're gonna talk to you as the person who hasn't seen the episode yet. So we'll try, but I can honestly tell you up front that I'm probably going to not be able to contain myself. and Look, live so, your best life. Right. I plan to binge it this weekend, so I'm okay, fine. Well, it'll still, look, it'll still look dope when you watch it, uh, but you'll know what's going to happen before it does. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so, um, so in this most recent episode, uh, there was uh, a lot going on. Oh man, this I feel terrible. Like as a dude who hates spoilers, I, to sit next to somebody who's gonna and spoil it's it's hard for me, man. I, yes, we miss you. Uh, I hate you spoilers, like it, fish hates and I would have been I would have rode your coattails. I'd have been like, damn it, see, well, yeah, I already spoiled it, you know. So <laughs> I'm. <laughs> So I can't um, use there as an excuse and get yo yeah you and I first can I, I can I uh, ease your pain a little bit though Vince I don't think this show uh, set up any like crazy twists or anything like that I don't really think I think this show actually very intentionally made it so you could like you know kind of guess what was going on there like Stephanie said earlier the foreshadowing a bunch of stuff so you know I don't think it's one of those where you get to the end and you're like oh my god I never saw this coming like it's pretty much exactly well, what it, it tells was- you it is. There was one particular scene where, oh, my God, I didn't see it coming. And it wasn't necessarily a, a huge scene, but it was mm-hmm. a cameo, all right, of two well-known DC characters uh, that appeared in this particular scene, one of which said a curse word, yeah. uh, uh, dropped the F-bomb, uh, you know, which is no stranger to this show. Right. Uh, and, uh, and the other one was uh, a guy who we don't really, I don't really, you know, am not really necessarily a huge fan of honestly uh, i mean no disrespect to his heritage you know i know that this gentleman has half japanese heritage um uh but i still prefer the uh the the, uh, the cw for all right you know what look bro uh, this is look. the best justice league movie so far is what <laughs> <I'm trying> to... <laughs> all right well well yeah well there there may or may not have been uh you know uh well listen uh the question is does peacemaker now become uh, 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 a a vital part of the DC brand. You understand what I'm saying? Like now, when DC starts to trot out their things for Comic Con, are they now you know are they now renewing updated uh, comics of Peacemaker now because of the renewed uh, interest as a result of John Cena's character? Um, I, I think that that's something that we have to look forward to. I mean, he's leading him and Deadpool are leading the adult comic book uh, live action uh, um, um, genre. And so I think we got to look forward to that. But here's what did happen that we can talk about. Um, in this particular show, the butterflies ran amok, all right? And there was a holy cow, uh, as even said, uh, in the end of the episode. Um, now, as for what happens, I don't know if we want to talk about it, but I do know what happens that we can definitely talk about is the fact that Adebayo has now had a full change of heart. All right, Adebayo is now um on team peacemaker fully completely exposed um and there was even you know an appearance from you know one of her relatives um and we also know why her last name isn't waller um so i i don't know if that really does anything for us i don't know if anybody here watches bat a bat woman but I'm just, I feel like they are really trying to merge the CW and 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 uh, HBO Max shows. So Tali, 
do you do you think that now that Amanda Waller has has put together this team and now that her her daughter is taking uh, center stage, you think that she might end up being kind of like um like um uh, uh, Rosario Dawson was in all of those Netflix shows, and she's a point of interest that can go between different universes. You know what I'm saying? Not with Viola Davis. Um, I I don't I don't really see her doing CW. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, Adebayo, Adebayo. Oh, Adebayo. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know necessarily that they they want to they want to merge with CW. Um, I think it's pretty obvious um, at this point that um, you know HBO Max may be the the platform that drops the rest of the DC series that come out. So um, nah, I think I think it they they're gonna keep it how they have it right now, which now we know that they're willing to cross over into the DCEU. Um, so it's it, I don't see any CW coming into this at all like that would be sport that would totally nah that would sully sully the whole thing that they got going on like just leave cw over here and and just and and that's it because no no but i mean it was you that that made sure we didn't overlook the fact that she mentioned that she's going back her her wife mentioned she's going back to gotham that her her sister her sister is likely Batwoman, right? Batwoman yeah. is a CW show. Adebayo is. is the mother, uh, excuse me, the wife of the sister of what you say is Batwoman. So they've already, yeah. they've already, you know, done it according to what you say. Well, no, a Batwoman is a character in the DC uh, universe, so you don't necessarily um. have to use the CW version if that's what you ch- you decide to do at some point. So, no. <laughs> like okay, okay. yes, they did allude to the fact that her sister, that her girlfriend's uh, sister, could be Batwoman, and if that's if that's the case, cool. Um, it does open the door for you to at some point bring a version of Batwoman into this universe. Um, maybe in in one of the Flash movies or uh, one of the upcoming movies, or you just do it on on the show now because you you've now opened that door to be able to do that. So. Mm. What was you? Would you want to say something, Tyrone? Oh yeah, I was. I think Ty actually answered my question that I was that I had, and it was going to be: Have they established Batwoman as part of uh, you know this DCEU that we are familiar with? Uh, you know where the Justice League could show up in her show. You know, is, is it that same universe? Because DC is right. kind of confusing with the you know the different universes that exist. Like I don't know who could show up and who shit because right. I never know you know which uh, universe we're in. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is weird. Um, DC has 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 definitely not been as seamless um, as the Marvel shows in which the MCU is in every show um, and not necessarily. I mean, they they it was it was it was monumental when they did bring the flashes on for Flashpoint. Um, it, and even when they did the Superman thing with uh, with Dylan Clark and uh, and with, uh, with 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 the new guy. But uh, it still feels forced, right? It feels like they're trying to keep up, right? <laughs> it feels like they're, you know, like, oh, shoot, they're doing this multiverse thing. Let's hurry up and do this Flashpoint thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we we tend to, uh, one thing we do, Nolly, here collectively uh, in unison is have a love-hate, love-hate relationship with DC Comics. 
uh, which got me in trouble last week when we were talking with Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, who is also <laughs> the voice of Amanda, of Amanda Waller. <laughs> so <laughs> Stephanie was like, shut up. <laughs> we got a DC worker on panel. I was like, oh, I cannot. I'm sorry. I didn't. So uh, what is it about? I mean, I noticed that your statement, Nolly, was, listen, I don't. I, I don't mind having spoilers as long as it's as long as it's Star Wars or Marvel. What is it about What is it about DC that uh that just does not interest you at all? I have no idea. It just doesn't hit the same. That part. What like, did she say? <laughs> what did she say? Fill me in. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> she said confused. it just doesn't hit the same. It just don't it hit don't the, hit the yeah. same. Yeah, it just it just don't hit the same. Like mm-hmm. is I mean are you a Batman fan? Are you are you anti Superman? Are you? I mean, Aquaman? you can't you you don't drool at the Jason Momoa posters. No, like how many times are we gonna do the orphan story? Oh, whew. all right, all right. Well, you know, Spider Man was an orphan, you know, but it's all good. So you're not gonna be I in mean, line to see the new Batman movie then. I mean, <laughs> I'll stream it, but <laughs> hey, time paying to go see it. Hey. You know what? I know somebody who's got the hookup on fire sticks. Uh, and if you talk to them, uh, you might be able to uh, to see it from the comfort of your own living room. Uh, well, yeah, man, DC, just I mean, just the characters weren't as relatable for me. But one thing is true, and that's Peacemaker was one of the few that I could watch because I'm going to keep it real. It's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? These dudes are funny as shit. Although I will say the, the banter did get a little annoying uh, toward the latter half of the season, I was like, "All right, all right, all right, we get it." You know what I'm saying? We get it. Every little quirky little, you know, it, it started. It, I don't know if I was the only one. I was like, "All right, all right, calm down." You know what I'm saying? Enough, enough of the. It's a little much with the the quirky. Too much weird fun banter. and humor in this show, guys. Dial it back a little bit. I, <laughs> <be sad. laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's like when when peace when the dude's like, "When you, ha- hey man, could you at least announce that you're going to be sarcastic?" I was like, "All right, man, come on, man, like, calm, you know." I know you're a psychopath, according to the Stephanie uh, rules of psychi uh, of, psy- of psychosis. Absolutely, but uh, you know, it just got a little much for me. Um, what about the fact that in this episode, Peacemaker had to do what he basically? I mean, if y'all think about it, Peacemaker actually in this season was exactly who he said he was. All right, if the butterflies are included as people, all right, then Peacemaker did kill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Women, children, and and men. To keep the peace. That was what he said he was in Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. he actually did, even though he didn't want to kill the kids. Once he found out there was butterflies, he said, oh, I'll kill butterfly kids. You know what I'm saying? No big deal. Um, but the did other he, thing that happened was Peacemaker no. actually decided. Yeah, no, he, he didn't kill the kids. That was Vigilante had to step in and do it, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah, with the snapper oh, yeah, he had a great time doing it, too. One look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. See, I was doing that to test Stephanie to see if she was still uh, was actually watching. And well done, Steph. You look like you passed the test for the day. Um, nah, man. Uh, yeah, well, well, that happened, and 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 I think that that's where we learned that Peacemaker was starting to not be as much of the Peacemaker as we thought he was going to be, I suppose. And when that happened, we kind of got like, all right, I, all right, I'm playing musical boxes. <laughs> we kind of got like, all right, well, what's going to happen now? Another thing before we kind of get off of this subject um, is I don't know what's going to happen with the butterflies now. You know what I'm saying? Like ex- somebody help me understand like, what is the plight of the butterfly here? All right. Is if they're going to kill, if they're going to kill them off. All right. 
If the objective is to get rid of the butterflies, then why keep any of them around? I mean, we don't even know for a fact that they're all gone. All we know is that the human bodies that they were driving have been laid down. But evidently at the end of this, there seemed to be some sort of, you know, reveal. What's up, Tyrone? And I was just going to say, just the just the people who were guarding the barn are are done. Uh, if you remember, in the oh, it was right. like one the second or third episode, there are butterflies all over the world, uh, a right. lot more than uh, than they thought. Uh, so, and I just wanted to to throw that in there real quick, please. No, that's a great point. I didn't I didn't even, I didn't think about that. So so basically, just the folks who died. But 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 also, but well, here's my point though, Tyrone. So in order for them to stay alive, right? Isn't it necessary for them to get food from this one source yep and if this one source doesn't exist anymore doesn't that kind of i mean yeah. wasn't that the plan oh yeah 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 the plan is now so now their food source is gone uh the the only food food source that we know of the only food source that i think they i think it's like there's there's not going to be like a second cow somewhere but they did have other areas where you know they're they're basing themselves but yeah i mean the second season could potentially be like hey you know we butterflies are now you know dying and starving and you know it's all at war you know or it could mm. be uh them trying to find a new food source and who knows what that could be you know that kind of thing so uh right. yeah it's it definitely sets up a whole new set of problems for the butterflies mm. Mm. uh also somebody explain to me what happened to eagly he was damn near dead in the episode before mm -hmm. and he was perfectly fine this episode yeah that's the power of prayer man <laughs> Yo, he's on. He's on top. Bro. He's, he's Yo, on won't he top, do it? Bro, bro. <laughs> won't he do it? Oh well. All right. Outside of, outside of prayer and sacrificial lambs and things like that. Like, I mean, was there any? Did I miss something? Like, how did? I, I don't remember eagerly going into you know a hyperbolic chamber, or into no back you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no tank, no, you know, no back, no back the tanks. What? Well, how did Eagly end up just coming back in full force this 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 episode? Like nobody knows. Is that just a mystery? Is not, put that on our, huh? Eagly is not a regular eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they basically uh, told you that in yeah. this episode, like when he said that. No, Eagly's not like regular eagles. Like he's different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. on so many levels. So. You know what I mean? So like what for him to bounce back, you know, for all we know, you know, he's got a he's got a little super super soldier serum in him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something something that has uh kind of enhanced him. Uh I've never seen a, a a eagle be able to swoop in on multiple targets like that. And uh like he did, you know, just an episode ago when he was defending Chris while he was on the ground getting jumped by the uh pillowcase uh bandits. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, Eagly is Eagly hugged him, bro. Like no, <laughs> no, no regular upstanding eagle is out here hugging hugging human beings. So, Fair if enough. that doesn't tell you that he's different, I don't know what else you and need they, to see. They did take him to the vet last episode too, and the vet stitched him up and stuff. So, you know, I think you know it, they covered enough bases. They were like, this will this will do. This is fine. And like I said, I, I agree with that. Eagly is no ordinary eagle, so you know, take him to the vet, you know, get some eagle aspirin, little prayer, boom, there we go. <laughs> eagle aspirin. <laughs> <laughs>
something for the pain. <laughs> how do you even? How, how does how does the ego take? All right, you know what? Whatever, man. All right, just a couple more things about Peacemaker, man, and then we can let this one go because I, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I'm I'm in agreement with I'm in agreement with uh with Todd Leem that this episode was a final episode, but it didn't go out with the bang bang. You know what I mean? I mean, it was kind of lackluster. Uh, it, 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 it didn't even amount to, I think that the last episode was, this was more, uh, 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 developmental was more impactful from, from a, like a character arc standpoint than this particular episode was, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, I, I like the, the situation with the father, you know what I'm saying? And all of that other stuff that went on, this one was just kind of like divide conquer, you know, they had to make sure that, you know, the butterflies were all, you know, uh, t- taken care of. Um, but uh, we did see that um, our, our homegirl, what's the name, was injured. Uh, Ron uh, 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 Economo, uh, uh, you know, is trying to step it up to the plate. He now has to, he, he's owned his uh, artificial beardness. Um, <laughs> my man uh, is still crazy as hell. Nothing has changed by him. And I think that I love that about him, the fact that he's like a legit sociopath. <laughs> stretching it out. It's, it's like, we just had the most awesome time murdering. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that whole thing is going on. I, I don't even know if, if this dude is really dead, dead. Uh, I mean, can they bring him back? I mean, yes, I know. I know point blank range. I get it. I know, but Oh no, he's dead. He's he's absolutely yeah, dead. Yeah, this is just usually, uh, usually does the job. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how racist you are. You're unless not gonna stop the bullets. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, unless he's Wolverine, and we didn't know. <laughs> now, it's, this is. I think what I think what they're doing is I think they're setting it up to where um, you know, uh, Peacemaker will continue his his struggle with, you know, basically who he is and who he wants to be. And I think his father is going to continue to represent who uh-huh. he is, who he was, you know, the growth that he needs to make. Uh, so I, I think that's, we'll see more of that. And I, I hope that they continue that because I feel like the beginning of this, of the season was really heavy on that. And we got to enjoy kind of like watching Peacemaker struggle with his identity. And then we, we like in the last three or four episodes, we really just dialed into the story, the butterfly story. So I hope that we get more of this, uh, you know, Peacemaker climbing out of his, uh, you know, racist past and that kind of thing. Yeah, Tyrone. Uh, one thing that I seem to have noticed is a consistency. Oh, what's up, Tyler? Oh, I was just going to say, just to piggyback what he was saying, um, what we saw in this series was him, uh, you know, going through a conflict of him being responsible for his brother's death. And I right. think towards the end of the series, we kind of get him accepting that maybe it was just an accident. It, but, you know, now don't just put it all on me. You know, dad, you was responsible. So at that point, I think that's him addressing his trauma, you know, when it comes to his brother. But I think what makes Peacemaker uh, so good and what we loved about it was this conflict that he has going on inside of him. So I think that internal struggle uh, is is necessary moving right. forward, even in the next uh, season. And it's probably yeah, like like Tyrone said, it's just going to be a, him and his dad, you know, him always kind of yeah. fight himself to be good versus the bad that his dad was. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I could dig it. He's going to be his Yoda on his shoulder, but the evil racist <laughs> version, you know, <laughs> it's gonna, right. you know what I'm saying? God damn it, these, you know, I, I don't even say that. Um, like, uh, has anybody noticed this theme with the, um, with uh, James Gunn movies? Uh, that he deals with in DC where for whatever reason he seems to make these animals, the villains in these movies. I mean, it wasn't too long ago where suicide squad 
had a giant starfish of my, of folks who you know who basically did the same thing you know they 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 took over folks minds and ended up walking over for him is james gunn trying to be the attack of the body snatchers guy for the dc universe is he unable to really give us another legit type of villain i mean what's going on i mean uh, steph i know you didn't see suicide squad um uh, even though you know I'll say interest was in it, but I, you know, I don't know if that helps. Uh, 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 Nolly, we have to uh, lure Stephanie into these movies with chocolate drops, uh, <laughs> with, 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 with male, with tall, dark, and handsome male chocolate drops, um, and 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 it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, man, uh, there seems to be. Yeah, I shouldn't tell that to you. I'm supposed to the guys. Um, did, am, am I am I the only one that's seeing this, or am I making something out of nothing here, Tyrone? I think there's I think there is sort of a pattern. I think James Gunn is uh, big on uh, metaphor in, in a lot of ways. And I think uh, a villain like that can help to kind of illustrate that sort of point, like uh, with the butterflies, for example, you know, the it helped to kind of deliver a bigger message, which is like, hey, our planet got ruined by X, Y, Z, and you're on the same path. So we're trying to, you know, it's like yes. that kind of thing. So uh, when you, you know, when you have this this kind of bigger idea of this bigger threat uh that can be escalated even more to be like here's a whole planetary threat then it's it's i think it helps to add weight to it and i think mm -hmm. that's just him using kind of the metaphorical uh idea of that i think that makes sense too because even in the in the in the in that scene the the they address not just like the world and global warming but the leadership right they were like yeah. you you make what did she say something like um you know you 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 give up you you trip about the smallest you know right care like it's, it was it was something referring to the masks it was obviously like about the masks and the vaccines and but it was subtly done yeah you treat the, the smallest you treat the most minor inconveniences as uh as attacks, attacks on, on your freedom yes yeah, and, yeah 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 so he was definitely uh on his soapbox when he was on that mm -hmm. script uh when he was writing the script but yeah. um yeah I, I just seem to notice that these big you know it seems to be a, a, a pattern. Think back also because Guardians of the Galaxy in one of the first scenes, uh, they were fighting this huge, you know, thing that yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like I'm I'm seeming to notice a consistency in James Gunn movies that are comic book based. Um huge, um completely uh, uh non-sentient, well sentient but non-intelligent beings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe these butterflies are intelligent, but but somehow animal based. You know well, I mean? they, yeah, they are. And even Peacemaker in a couple a couple episodes ago, because uh, he was like, I don't want to kill anymore. You know, I don't want to kill people anymore. Not even the name of peace or whatever. And then uh, they were like, we got to take care of these butterflies. And he was like, oh, I'll kill bug aliens. Yeah. Like, he was, <laughs> like it was no problem. You know what I mean? Right, so what, right, what it does right. is it dehumanizes the the, uh, the villain, it dehumanizes the enemy. So when there is extreme violence against this enemy, it doesn't hurt so bad. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, shit, this is rough. You know what I mean? It's it's right. one of those kind of things. Cool, cool. Well, I'm qu uh, quick second to shout out my boy Nakia, who I told to tune in and is in here right now. Yeah. Good looking out, bro. Feel free to share this, man. He is a whole fool and we try to work on his stand-up uh, debut at some point. So I told him I'd shout him out. So I'm shouting you out. Thanks for pulling up, homeboy. Uh, what's up, Steph? I, I, I feel like this is becoming a pattern, um, but I have to back what Tyrone is saying about the 
butterflies being creatures, making it a little bit more acceptable to have extreme violence. Like when Vigilante was out there slicing the limb. I don't know if y'all noticed, this oh, man yeah. was chopping Brilliant. off heads and arms yes. like with with gusto. Yes. Um, that normally would have really grossed me out, but like I can watch zombies get chopped up and it's like, oh, they're zombies. I don't like watching humans get their limbs cut off, even if they're bad guys. But because they're, they were butterflies, there was a mental separation where I was like, oh, okay, like these are not people losing their limbs. They're evil aliens and it's fine. Um, <laughs> so I think that did allow for a little bit more comfort with some of the grosser stuff that they got into. Yeah, and and kudos to that scene too, because that was one of my favorite scenes. Although my only complaint, my, my one of my few complaints about this show is that I think James Gunn missed an opportunity to have a monumental mo a montage um, when they came out swinging with these guns, and instead of them giving us a John Williams, maybe some sort of Michael Giacchino, Hans Zimmer esque type of closing music. He goes with the do you want to taste, do you really want to taste the background while they're shooting up everybody. And at first I was like, oh, that's cute. But I was like, no, he missed the opportunity. Like, that's the music that's supposed to make your skin crawl. And you're like, oh, my God, like this is happening. But there was some thought behind making it a more comical, more lighthearted uh, uh, violent streak. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. I thought he should have went full classic. What's up, Ty uh, Bad Ty? Well, I, I was just going to say there's been a strong theme of rock music, uh, yes. you know, that that he that clearly James Gunn is heavy into rock music because that they've like they've given, you know, uh, history, uh, you know, when when they would uh, uh, they started giving the history lesson in the, in the van when they were all driving. Um, but I think I, I'd have to disagree with you. I think the the that in. That whole in those those whole few end scenes were masterful. I thought the choreograph the, the choreography of Adebayo when she went out there with two guns and just went John Wick full John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that shit. I was like, what? Like she was like, I'm built for this. Like this, I'm made for this. And yeah. she went out there and showed something that like really surprised me. I was like, okay, I knew you was nice. I didn't know you was gonna pull it out like that. So yeah, uh, you know, and to Stephanie's point, um, when it came to vigilante and how he was moving, yo, like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was just, you know, this was like the chef. He was in there slicing up, you know, vegetables and, and stuff for dinner. Like that's how he was doing it. It was so smooth and 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 just like I said, the choreography, whoever. Um, you know, orchestrated these these uh, scenes um, deserves some type of award because they were masterful. I, I, I'll agree with part. that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll agree with that. I think that it was masterful. I, I don't take away from the cinematography. I, I liked all of that. I think that the score was misplaced. I think that this was an opportunity. If they're going to go with the rock theme, it's time for a ballad. It's time for a moving song. Look, I study this music portion of this, and man, if you don't, if you take that scene from from Transformers 
where they first met Bumblebee and learned that he used the radio to talk. And if you take a rock song and put it behind it, as opposed to that that Hans Zimmer, uh, excuse me, uh, that Michael Giacchino music that was from the soundtrack, then you don't get those chills. Like the music sometimes adds to it. Now I know I'm going into a completely different nerd space here, um, as it pertains to music. But I'm gonna keep it real, bro. I thought it was a missed opportunity. It that was a scene almost. It was it was the version. Of, it's not nearly on that high of a totem pole, but it was Luke is here to save the day and get baby Grogu. If they put rock music instead of that, like that shit means something. And and for me, it fucked it up, Tyrone. Yeah, I think it's uh, I, I think it's the director's intent. Uh, I think in this case, the intent was to soften the moment. The intent was to make it goofier, make it sillier. Like uh, many said in the comments, you know, is make it make it goofier, make it sillier, uh, to to keep it on that level of like this. You know, this is still a silly show. Like even the moment that uh, that Economos had, where he's like pouring his heart out about his dyed beard. Even that moment, as yeah. as uh, sincere as he was, was hilarious. You know what I mean? It's just him roasting himself. You know what I mean? So everything that happens as, except for a few moments like some you know stuff that we touched on last week you know with peacemaker and his dad and stuff like that except for a few moments like that that really needed to be uh somber and and real and and dark and gritty uh james gunn is like hey if we can take the sting out of some of this stuff and just make it fun that's exactly what we're going to do and i think that's honestly I, I think that's what dc has been missing for a long time is the idea that not everything is the worst you know what i mean like okay. we need we do want to have some fun and uh i think he did a good job there uh so i i don't disagree that if you're going for an epic finale moment and you're going you just want to make this huge impact then yeah you can you can definitely beef that up with a, a haunting score or something that's you know john williams-esque you know that kind yes. of thing but I, I i feel like him using especially him using the song for the opening which is a the silliest thing in the show yeah. uh it, it immediately you know kind of uh it immediately pulls us back a little bit you know it it turns our brains into a completely different sort of uh you know sort of mode of watching so we're just like okay this is silly like when Adebayo goes out there and goes crazy it was funny it was it was awesome it was yeah. great but it was hilarious you know and uh kudos to James Gunn for for choosing that direction and you know it but I but I don't disagree with you that you know if the, if you're going for the big finale moment typically you'd want to see it with a you know with something that's a little bit more uh yeah. haunting yeah, I could see Hello Darkness, my old friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could see any other song. Uh, I, I think it was a missed opportunity. I get wanting to make it quirky and all of that, but I'm trying to tell you, like, these scenes, they get tied to the music, man. I mean, I I, I, I distinctly remember a, th a young three-year-old Vince Taylor hearing, um, if you will not join the dark side, then perhaps your sister. Oh, oh no! Now I'm a Jedi like my father before me. So be it. Like I remember, I, I remember the whole, like, the whole entire thing soundtrack included, bro. All I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying. Look, you know what I mean? I could do the same thing with Peter Parker when he when when Green Goblin. All right, I'm sorry. Let me stop. Yeah, Yo, right. just just a real like a, a real aside, real quick. <clears throat> if you've ever had the opportunity to go and watch an, a movie while there's an orchestra playing the score and it's like happening live, 
if this is how you feel about music and, and movies, this will change your life. You need to do this. I saw I saw Star Wars A New Hope episode four. I saw that shit with like an orchestra playing the score live. Oh, like and it was it was incredible. So Phil please Harmonic? find that. Uh, no, this is in Jacksonville. This is the Jacksonville Symphony Orchestra. Yo, we can actually first of find all, that video. We can actually find that video and uh and show you. I mean, it's probably not the same because you're not yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. I mean we can but show you the video. Yeah, it's incredible. I just wanted to let you know because you were so excited and I wanted to let you know that's a thing that exists that you should absolutely seek out and 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 take advantage of because what uh, video are you talk about, Ty? Uh there's a there's a video and and it's it's his it's his brother. Um had an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. Like oh my yeah, my brother uh got to sing the uh, uh duel of fates with uh with Yo! yeah uh yeah he got to he got to sing that shit uh on a on a live show with actually with uh the, the actor who plays C3PO was MC in the, the show and stuff. Yo! This is the other thing that I'm talking about though. Yeah, but it's there's a lot of stuff like that, especially Star Wars stuff that's running around. You should look for it. Okay, all right, all right. For those of y'all, all right, yo, okay, whoa, all right, look. For all of y'all watching right now, if you don't know the Duel of Fates, I'm going to do you the favor and I'm going to sing it for you right now. <laughs> this right? So today. Go ahead and just cut your, go ahead and wake up the family <laughs> and cut your speakers up real quick. I'm going to go ahead and sing it for you right now. Shut up. Hold on now, man. Let me get let me get a better background, man. I need, I need some Star Wars <laughs> this, man. Let me go come back. Yeah. Hey, 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 what's all that, bro? Don't be don't, don't that's, don't the, like that's the that. brass section just tuning their instruments. They want to make sure they're yeah, good. Man. Hold on, hold on. We got the dude in the face coming on. It's me and R2. We're good. We're going away. And uh Oh, it's only eight more minutes, guys. Eight more minutes. <laughs> I didn't mean to take you on this big detour, but no, I, I'm, I'm so excited that this that this is something that you know now that you now know exists, and uh, I hope that you get to experience this live. I don't know if you'll survive, but like it, it's something that you should absolutely experience. <laughs> nah, yeah, I actually am, am am glad to hear that. I hope that does happen. I was supposed to go see there. There was a star, there was a Philharmonic Orchestra concert about five years ago where they only did Star Wars themes that came to Orlando and I was too cheap because I was like, I was like $165. Hell no, nah, ain't, ain't Whitney Houston. If it ain't Whitney Houston, if it ain't Whitney Houston, Beyonce, anybody but, but I regret not doing it and I would to this day. But anyway, I say all that just to say that I think that the bang would have been a lot, it would have been a little bit, a little bigger if the score was a little more intense during that scene. But good on you, Peacemaker. You've developed another uh, uh, lane DC that we can actually stomach um uh, uh in addition to all the other CW shows uh this this is uh, honestly the second to best DC show first in the DCEU if we're going to speak uh uh from a, a litigate lit, uh, from a lawyer standpoint um but yeah man keep it coming we're looking forward to season 2 looking forward to seeing if uh we can get any appearances from who knows maybe some other DC characters as you saw there were a couple cameos in this one but i say that to bring you on to what I have been waiting so long to talk to y'all about, me and my dog, bro. This is how this show got started, bro. When we started watching this weird-ass show, unlike any show we've ever seen called Raised by Wolves. Now, listen, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I'm, uh, hey, look, hey, you, stop. 
don't you don't go nowhere. All right. I know this is not Marvel. I know it's not DC. I know it's not Star Wars. I know it's not mainstream. We talk off brand too, homeboy. And this ain't even any kind of brand. This is just a sci-fi show. All right. Just picture uh, uh, Terminator meets uh, uh, um, uh, uh, three men and a baby. (laughs) Yo, listen, I don't know how to describe this show in a manner that will get your interest. Um, But me and Ty Leem talked about this show for months on end to the point where it made my wife say, y'all should talk about this in front of a camera and record it. (laughs) And, And then... This whole thing was born. Um, so I just wanted to really quick just geek out with Ty. And y'all, please feel free to chime in. I don't know if Tyrone has had a chance. Without spoiling the second season, because it sounds like Ty Rowan has already right, Don't worry about it. Y'all can go ahead. I, I'm still going to watch it. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, have well, fun. Yeah. Uh, I hope that y'all do watch it. And I can be honestly, I can honestly say that us talking about this stuff today probably won't spoil it because it's so complex. Y'all will forget by the time you see the this by the t- if you're if you do watch the show, which I I encourage you to watch, um, you will still be like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? Now, after this, we definitely want to I'm gonna touch, I would like for us to touch on uh the Bel Air show. So don't go too far, y'all. If y'all out there and you're wondering what's coming up next, we want to talk about how y'all feel about Bel Air. Uh I'm loving it and we can talk about that. But for right now, man, this freaking Raised by Wolves is on season two. It's an episodic show, which means it does not release them all at once like Netflix does for their shows. So every week we're waiting for a new one. I could see us following this, but it starts off with two androids. All right. Let's just call them androids. They don't reveal at first that they're androids, um, but they starts off with a family. All right. An interracial family of <laughs> of androids that are watching kids that evidently are the last of a certain kind. They're escaping Earth because Earth, as it is in the future of every freaking movie that's science fiction, is completely fucked up uh, atmospherically, uh, leadership wise, all that other good stuff. So they go to this other planet where they're supposed to raise a new a new batch or or a new age of what they call atheists you see in this particular realm there's two different types of folks there's the atheists and the mithraics the mithraics are the religious folks the atheists are the non-religious folks but oddly enough the mithraics have correct me when i'm wrong here ty have somehow managed to gather the intel and all of the all of this uh, uh like science technology from the, the atheists, but the atheists are the ones who pride themselves on thinking up things on their own. So they created these androids because they're at war on Earth, and some of which are equipped with the power that they can they can like evaporate you in a straight Doctor Doom headspace style with their voice um, by screaming out, ah, you just completely evaporate. So they fly a bunk, they start flying like this, and then they just, ah, and, and people just disappear you know what i'm saying they explode spontaneously combust but the same android beings are tasked with raising kids on another planet because their planet is a dying being so now their programming is to take care of kids on one hand but on the other hand is to destroy it's like to be a warrior it's like to be like one of the most powerful beings she's called a necromancer her and who we call father are both 
uh, um, caretaking dro uh, androids as of now, but they all both have the capability of defending themselves and those who they were programmed to take care of, which, of course, includes these kids. It does star, if you were a fan of Vikings, uh, my man from uh, Vikings who played Ragnar, who I still think was like one of the dopest actors in a Viking. I mean, he's tailor made for Vikings. He's still a dope actor. He, he's still, he's, he's still like, has a dude, He's a, yeah, he, this dude, I couldn't see him. In, you're not going to see him in any rom coms. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to see him with J Lo uh, trying to get married in any movies anytime soon. This dude has the body and face and the and the, and the prototype for acting. Uh, excuse, excuse me, in terms of his seat. Uh, uh, action, excuse me. So, Ty, uh, did I get that right, man? Am I missing anything uh, pop, popping about this this series? That I mean, in, in 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 all in all, you pretty much you know gave a pretty good synopsis. Um, it, I think, what needs to be really zeroed in on is the fact of the matter is is the reason that you know they're where they're at now is because humanity at some point allowed religion to become the 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 only the one and only driving force to the point where either you were converted or you were you know ostracized and pretty much dealt with um and and so you have these this atheist group that wants to restart humanity without that ideology and you know that's where in where these parenting um androids were created in, the, in that in that mindset is that we're going to have you go to a new planet we're going to start the world over again without any any type of religion without any type of you know um uh idealistic uh uh nature or behavior and uh we're just going to allow humans to to uh kind of govern themselves but in a way to where they know that they're responsible for doing everything um, and not looking to somewhere else that you know faith wise uh to 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 guide them and that's kind of where the story starts on this new planet with um mother and father which are the androids that um uh vince was referring to uh and a young boy named caspian um and and it was literally only it was a it was a whole bunch of they they actually were sent there with a whole bunch of um uh other other children or whatever yeah. but i think caspian was the only one that survived right yep. yeah and so so that was like all they had until the mithraic showed up and brought that same uh ideology that they were trying to stay away from and here you go with the the back and forth again on a on a uh um a, a, another planet basically yeah yeah, yeah. Basically, it, it, it the, the, it's so fascinating. It's basically people are their worst enemy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, they, they, the, the guy who made these androids, evidently he realized, like, look, man, we just we just need to separate. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to send you and some kids to another world, and I want y'all to just rule this world with our ideals. All right? And here, just here's how it goes. Now, you could kill whoever the fuck you need to, to to make this happen. Here are your eyes, which are basically like her power pellets, right? They, they make these eyes. Uh, it's, it's like giving Spider-Man his power. It's, 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 it's like, um, what, what, what's, what's the way to, uh, it's like the ring for a Green Lantern, right? Like, it, 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 it gives her these powers. It gives her the ability to flow. Makes her invincible. To, like, she, she just, yo, look, 
<laughs> she turns into this like completely indestructible fuck, and you're just like, holy shit, you know what I'm saying? And um, but she's also like a mothering, and and the, I think one of the interesting dynamics, and I'm really interested to hear if Stephanie watches this show how she feels about it. Um, it, it's interesting because they program androids to be like humans, so they end up with human like uh, uh like characteristics, including in their relationships. So like mother and father. Will will have problems, and mother will be like, "Well, my caregiving program is telling me that we should take care of the kids." And then the father will be like, "Well, mother, obviously your caregiving program is not superior to my caregiving program, and I believe that we should protect the kids from every." And they're like, "Oh no, you says no," and, and they're like, "Beef." Like it, it was even one point in time he got jealous. I think I think, I think that father got jealous, like you know, what I'm saying she was like spending, you know, she was like missing uh kicking it with the creator and stuff like that nolly so it, it's 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 a weird interesting dynamic of human emotions in android beings and what you get to see the results of programming and you start to think well that's how humans are too like we're programmed to have emotions and be affected in a certain way and there's nothing we could do about it because that's the way that we are that's why we can't just turn love off that's why you just can't turn heartbreak off you know what I'm saying? Because that's who the fuck we are. So I'm really eager to hear what Steph has to say about this relationship. I know she's not watching it. I know the last thing she needs on her extremely long list of things that she does is another show that she's not going to get or like or see enough black women in. Um, but uh, I still think that it's it's a whole mind fuck that's worth exploring, especially with somebody at the psych of a psych major. Because I'm interested in hearing what you think what impact these android beings have on kids because that's basically what it is they're android babysitters that are meant to raise up these kids to be the next uh uh, uh atheist leaders but they're androids so can they really teach human kids how to be humans you know it really gets very interesting man and um i don't think we can really convey how fucking weird it is uh on a on with words like you, you tyrone like you have to watch it right like yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot in this show. Uh, one of my favorite things about it, I'm about seven or eight episodes into the first season. And one of my favorite things about it is just uh, how close, even though there are several different sides, there's like the atheists, you have the, the Mithraics, you have the androids, of course. But everybody's so similar in that everybody's like kind of searching for and acting on a purpose. Like every, no matter whether, if you're a sentient being, you have you're looking for purpose you're right. you know you something is motivating you and that's it's a really interesting uh thing that they explore because once you start to really get driven by your purpose or, or by what you think is your purpose then you start to sound like somebody who has a religion like you know mm, I, yes. I believe this so it's you know it, it deals with a lot of those uh those really kind of intricate questions of like you know what's the line between just having faith in an idea or being a you know a religious zealot you know uh, that sort of thing so it's it's a i think the show's great i think you'd like it a lot stephanie uh it's it's just a really well done show that explores a lot of different uh you know human emotions and uh android emotions or whatever it's it's fun it's a good show it's never not interesting and season two is Season two, get, it's 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 starting to really pick up. Um, I don't know if you watched the last episode, Vince, but yeah, it's um, it, it it's getting exciting. Uh, to be honest, like there's there's um, without me kind of telling what's going on right now, um, I think the relationship, like you just mentioned, uh, Tyrone, uh, between um, 
you know, one's faith and an idea uh, as opposed to just being a religious zealot. Um, that definitely they 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 kind of spotlight those points and then also give you like moments where they show you how you know faith how powerful faith can be but then you know what are you believing in like it's like you know once people realize that they're not that they're they're believing in something that they didn't know they were believing in then you see their transition back to non-belief and it's so it's like it's it's it yeah yeah man i i i I, i'm gonna shut up but there's uh there's definitely some some uh some really good stuff to uh, touch on in season two yeah since since we can't oh go ahead tyrone oh no i was just i was just happily and excitedly agreeing okay (laughs) since since we're not since we're not delving into the spoilers on raised by wolves you know to kind of you know to just to kind of see if we can get some of our faithful viewers and, and listeners and even panelists uh, to join the, the rank of, um, of, of, of Raised by Wolves. Um, I, I don't want to say too much, so we'll move on. But I will say this. Uh, one of the things that happens um, in season two, uh, just put it like this. So for those of us on the panel, which I'm very interested in, by the way, I don't know how many of us are believers or not. All right. How many of us wake up and pray? How many of us are avid churchgoers? I'm not. Um, I'm an atheist. You're not. You're an atheist. Okay. Uh, Steph, are you? Are you a believer? I, I think I'm probably agnostic. I believe in God, but don't necessarily like Him very much. <laughs> oh, she's. You know, she's Riddick from Pitch Black. Yeah. You know what I'm I absolutely believe in God, and I hate the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Nolly? You a believer? I mean, no pressure here. All all answers are correct. Yeah, no judgment. Um, I'm actually pagan. Holy shit! I'm <laughs> I'm pagan. I run a coven that's nationwide called Witches Against White Supremacy. So I believe, yes. but not in God exactly. Ooh, send me the pamphlet, please. <laughs> yeah. ass. Hold on. I think I think that your kind just came to my door this morning. Uh, <laughs> give it out. Which watch tire pamphlets? Now I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yo, I'm interested. Yo, talk to us. How do we subscribe? Uh, where's the link? Uh, is, is this um, in your profile? We have a Facebook group. Working on a website. Um, working. It's just hard because you know single mom and stuff but i have a great great group of support with like my mod men team um but it's really just about centering voices of color within the pagan community just because just like everywhere else it's just a tad bit racist um so we try to make sure that you know women of color men of color everyone in between of color and black witches especially have a safe space to be able to express themselves, practice freely without judgment or anything like that. Okay. Uh, so I'm interested. My interest is at peak. Uh, I was, was, was going to ask Ty about his faith, but I don't care anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to know if you could help us clarify some, or maybe even clear up some of the misconceptions about Wiccan and witches. Okay, uh, like sacrificial, uh, uh, you know, human sacrifices and and frogs in stews, uh, 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 moonlit uh, uh, ceremonies, 
um, with you know charging crystals. Like, what did it, what does it take? Like, if Steph, which I think she's leaning towards, wanted to join the Wiccan, like, what mm-hmm. does she have to do? What 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 does she have to relinquish her religion or what? what, what? There are so many different types of witches and different practices. Like you could be a green witch, a gray witch. Like there's so many in between. There are kitchen witches who just do stuff with what they have in their kitchens. They have garden witches who, you know, grow herbs and stuff like that and practice with it. It's really just the rules have changed so much in the last couple of decades that, you know, there's no wrong way to practice. And there's just different avenues that you can explore with it. Like, I'm definitely not like your cliche witch. Like, I've got my altar behind me, but, you know, I live in an apartment. So we're not doing, like, moonlit rituals anymore. But when I lived in a house, you damn right I was outside in my little circle and my candles. And, you know, living my best life. It's just there's so many different ways to practice. There's no wrong way. As long as you're not sitting there like, yeah, I'm going to put you in a jar. I'm going to hex you and send you all this negative energy. Like, that's not how it works. But otherwise, you know, it's fun. All right. Um, So before we move on, the pagan aspect of it. I mean, from mm-hmm. what I understand, pagan, it has multiple meanings. So all right. Many. The original understanding of a pagan was was those who don't adhere to a monolithic religion mm-hmm. and, and it could conceive, it could be considered polytheistic. Um, and the other one is just one who does not subscribe to the traditional religions of the world that are mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what exactly do you consider classifies you as a pagan? Uh, is it the acceptance of the existence of multiple gods or is it just the non-traditional sense of your, of your, of your, um, your belief system? So for me, it's more the non-traditional sense. I was raised like every other Afro-Latina in a Catholic household. So <laughs> we went to Catholic school and all of that stuff. And I really started in high school. So it was like super taboo. Couldn't talk to anybody about it. Had no friends. Um, but for me, it's definitely not subscribing to like the traditional sense of religion. Like I will pray and do offerings to several different types of gods and goddesses, mostly the goddesses. Um, and it's not like particular, like you don't have to stick with just like greek mythology you can go anywhere anywhere indigenous gods and goddesses um i have a lot of people who you know um do offerings to ocean during regular like wiccan holidays like everyone's mixing it up these days i really just you just have to find what speaks to you and kind of just go for it okay all right uh i have so many more questions you know what i'm saying and this this is not over by any means but uh, man, I, like I, I'm curious. Like, do we include the Alcabulan gods? Are we going with mm-hmm. just Greek? Oh wow, holy snap! Like, is Thor and Loki in there somewhere? Do oh, we talk absolutely. To Odin? I have like a small like Loki statue somewhere for my chaotic energy moments. You know, <laughs> this basically Yo. sounds like the MCU. It sounds very mm-hmm. good. It sounds exciting. It's yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Can we do a show from one of your ceremonies? <laughs> just can we I mean, videotape? I'm done. Ah! All right. <laughs> okay, we're gonna explore this this whole thing that's going on right now because I'm fascinated with it, and I dare I say am, am interested. Uh, um, um, because you know, I, I'm me as being uh, well. Let me ask Ty first. Ty, I know you have faith. What 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 what's your ordeal? How, what's your beliefs? I mean, you don't have to go into it. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm about to I'm I'm about to look, like Loki <laughs> become part of. Uh, you know her religion, and just so I can cut off one of your nipples and 
own the track. <laughs> it's gonna be immediately banned. <laughs> yo, I'm, yo, like nah, 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 nah. Um, yo, um, I'm, I'm more, I'm more on. I know. I, I think it's it, if you, if you want to, I guess, put me in a box, and I would say more like agnostic in the belief that there is a source power. Um, I believe in energy um, transmitting. Um, so I think, you know, energy never dies. And so when we die, we just are recircumvented into, you know, life again. That's why we have, um, you know, all of these uh, things that we call um, deja vu and stuff like that, where you where you feel like you've been here before, you've done this and I think those are those are indications of of past lives and everything like that. So, yeah, that's what I believe in. I believe there's a source power in that that when we die, we don't die. We just enter into another husk. Mm, okay, okay. Well, that that's typical of most belief systems that you know are centered by a you know an omniscient or omnipresent being. Is there's you know this ever presence that exists even beyond the realm we're in. I'm I'm. I am uh, me and me and Steph start to sound like a couple. Uh, where I'm agnostic, all right. I, I which doesn't mean it, it just means I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that there's no God. It doesn't mean that there is a God. It's like I don't know. I'm and I'm comfort in I'm comfortable in that question mark space. Um, whereas opposed to I used to feel like I had to say it out loud what I should feel, even though I did not feel it. You know what I'm saying? And and eventually it would li- it would line up with each other. So, I mean, I, I look, I, I do not know. Uh, I mean, they talk about the Big Bang. They talk about Adam and Eve. I don't know. <laughs> I know about all of it, uh, but I'm not sure any of it. And the fact that I don't know is where I feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. And that's, I think, what, what has made me a lot more sane because I did spend a lot of time in my life trying to force myself to believe something that my inner soul was like, it's just not clicking for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and, and don't get me started on the, on the verses and the, and the contradictions and, and the different translations and the hand-me-downs and the Greek, to, you know, and you know, don't even, you know, I, we can do this all day, Captain America. But for right now, the point that I'm making is we have a bunch of deep belief systems. If there was one of us that wanted to break off and say, you know what, we're all going to be wicked and go off to a planet and raise kids that way, that's what Raised by Wolves is, all right? And it's dope as hell, in my opinion, because it goes through all of those little things. Like, one of the dudes, Cape Campion, um, is the only one that uh, makes it. Like, she goes there with a number of eggs uh, that are already fertilized by humans. uh, uh, You know, know, it's a human zygote, right? So they end up born, but they don't all make it, unfortunately. The one that does is meant to be the, the leader of the atheists. Um, and they are in season two, without spoiling how it happens, there are more computers that end up having more power. And there's it just ends up being like the those who believe in this God-like figure that they call soul or those who believe in their own capabilities that are uh, – that are um, – uh, they're the atheists, all right? The God, the soul folks are Mithraic. Um, but the thing I'll say is in this particular uh, series, they do do this one thing that I thought was extremely fascinating and, it, and it's perfect. It pinpoints my issues with belief systems. And it's this dude, um, or is it? Yeah, this dude right here, right? He ends up uh, eating or, or consuming, shall I say, uh, a, 
and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's say that uh, this 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 object that gives him powers, right? But instead of him accepting that as what gives him powers, he takes it as it's his God giving him powers. Then he starts hearing voices and he starts getting these messages. And then it turns out that this it uncover that there's a signal. There is a radio frequency. There's a signal that's being transmitted from somewhere that is putting messages, but he doesn't know that, right? So he thinks it's from his God. And that's what happens, right, with religion, right? You know, you wake up this morning, say, hey, God woke me up this morning. Yep, he did that for the roaches too. All right, <laughs> and, and everybody else on the plane, you know, like let's, you know, and uh, oh, you know, I I got the call that I wanted this. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into a big spiritual religious debate, but all I'm saying is that this show embodies the complexities of belief systems and how sometimes something you believe is happening for one reason, really is just something silly that happened. But then again, you could say that's my God. He works in mysterious ways, and he put the signal here for me to listen. It. I've you know what? Enough. I have spoken. You know what, Vince? Also, what it does is it it shows you how how far people are willing to go to discount your belief. Mm, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like that that part is like I think if you want once you start watching this, Stephanie, and once you start watching this, um, you know, or, or see season two and and kind of follow up and and everything like that, you'll start seeing the dynamic of how people will take their belief. And and just totally discount your belief because they believe so strongly in what it is that they believe in. So they're willing to kill you. They're willing to destroy you. They're willing to, you know, like there's that. That's the the level of wit in which people's beliefs can can somehow you know turn them into a danger as opposed to just you know occupying space. But yeah, and you also get to see how it affects the indoctrinated. You know, from a young child, depending on what you're taught, it dictates what you, you know, how you conduct yourself. And that has an impact on your life, too. Right. Like there's one kid in here who is like a staunch soul believer. Right. Paul. But he's yeah, it's Paul. Right. Yeah. And on the opposite end of that spectrum, you've got a champion yeah. who is who was raised by the atheist androids. And they're both in the same group now. And the way that they interact with each other as children, you know, one believing, one not, is very interesting. You know what I'm saying? So just going to throw that out there real quick, man, and just let that marinate. If those of y'all are not watching Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, man, if you're into science fiction, if you like Terminator, if you like Three Men and a Baby, <laughs> if you, if you, yo, if you like this type of, yo, listen. This show, it, it. I mean, you think we spoiled it, but we ain't told nearly half, not a, not a drop of all the stuff that goes on in this show. So I highly recommend it, so you can stay along with it, because I do anticipate following this show uh, in the days to come and the yes. weeks to come. However, it is my pleasure, and I did not know that I was going to be talking about this today. And I know that y'all probably ain't ready to talk about it because y'all ain't watched it yet. But it is my pleasure to bring up this morning. The new updated revised reboot of Bel Air, bruh. I know y'all ain't seen it because it's on Peacock and they're charging people to watch it. So, unless you fire stick tie, um, you probably haven't seen it. But I am here to tell you that this version of Bel Air is dope as the fuck, and it is not no bullshit ass show. This is not a sitcom with laugh tracks. This is not something with a studio audience where you see two rooms 
the living room and the kitchen and maybe the patio, possibly the pool house and the occasional throwing jazz out from the front door. No, 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 no. You see inside the mansion that is the Bel Air uh, uh, estate. You see like black excellence at its core. I know what Tyrone was raving about for the Wonder Years reboot. Um, that he wants us to that that we should have that's now right, Disney yeah, I've watched a few of those episodes. Yes, my I daughter know. and I we do watch those shows, and my daughter, my 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 11-year-old is in love uh uh with 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 that show. So it, it's it's resonating in the household. But um, but as far as for me, bruh, I I'm I turned on this show on a fluke. It it you know how you go to PlayStation and it, it shows you all these shows that are on. I was like, oh well, let me let me check this out right quick. And I was floored from the first few seconds. The first few seconds, I, I I will spoil the first few seconds. Uh, it starts off with the J. Cole song. All right. First things first, rest in peace to Uncle. And then it stops. And he's in <laughs> and then he's and he's in his bed back in Philly. And it's so Philly. It's so Philly. Like Meek Mills uh freeway. Philadelphia Freeway that has a cameo in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh 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 uh, uh you remember uh, uh, Petey Crack? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Rockefeller is an army where we can get money, get homie, where we about. Like, it is so Philly, bro. It, it's Philly to the core. Everybody's the John this, the John that, Northfield, Westfield. Yo, the John, get the John. And, yo, it's so gritty. It has Apple TV HD quality uh, uh, videography. And the actors. Now, Remember Fresh Prince, right? We all remember Fresh Prince, right? What yeah. was, what was, what we could easily, without even asking y'all this in advance, what was one of the biggest faux pas in the entire Fresh Prince series? The the replacement of Aunt Viv. The replacement mm-hmm. of Aunt, the lightening of Aunt Viv, the light washing that occurred there, and then the writing off of Aunt Viv. As they tried to like, you know, make her into some senile being because of some of her views, uh, it was ready. Even remember that episode where Jazz was like, "You know what? Ever since you had this baby, there's something different about <laughs> something different about you." Because he was light skinned. Viv. Well, I'm here to tell you that they corrected their mistake of lightening Aunt Viv, and they brought us back Aunt Viv of darker skin, of beautiful melanin. Mel- mel- melanin uh, 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 nature and damn near should I say it looks damn near like a combination of the two of these young ladies mm. um, but they didn't stop there they were like you know what why just make Aunt Viv dark let's go ahead and make an Uncle Phil dark you know what I'm saying why don't we go ahead and make Carlton nice and dark and chocolate why don't we even make who knows Hillary oh excuse me that's not Hillary Hillary oh excuse me that's not Hillary Hillary Hillary, dark and lovely and chocolate. Let's even take it a step further. You remember Jeffrey the Butler? Jeffrey the Butler? Oh no, 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 no. That's not Jeff. This is not Jeffrey the Butler from Manchester, UK. This is Jeffrey the house manager from Jamaica, relocated to London. Now located here in in Los Angeles, uh, LA. Like. This show is so much black 
excellence, bruh. The dude who's playing Will, I think he's holding it down because he's playing the character Fresh Prince. He's not necessarily playing, uh, you know, Will Smith, but he is doing a good job of balancing who Will Smith would have played if Will Smith was on this show and his character without being too goofy, without being too uh, impersonational, if that may, if that's even a word. Um, uh, they even got jazz, y'all. Jazz is in the show. Um, they even have little Ashley and dare I say the young lady who originally played Will Smith's first love on the show, if I'm not mistaken, um, Nia Long. So I say all that to say, if you were wondering whether or not the Will Smith reboot of Fresh Print of Bel Air was worth your time, money, effort, energy, and uh, 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 uh you know, and, and, and subscription, uh, I would say it might be worth that free trial, Tyrone. What outside of the you know, the fact that it's got all the characters and stuff from Fresh Prince, what is the show about? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. That's awesome. All right, so. <laughs> Remember why Phil? Remember why uh, Will was in Philly to begin with? Yeah, we all know, can we all know that now? This mom, is a story yeah. all about how. Yeah, he got one little fight and his mom got scared. So he lived with Latino well, Bel Air. Yeah, that little fight was no little fight, my friend. That little fight was with one of the most notorious gangsters and dope boys in the West Philly area. And now, as a result of that quote unquote little fight, Will's life is in danger. So he has to flee to the West Coast just to preserve his life. But it's possible that he becomes a star while he's out there. And his video clips are all over YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. So maybe the guy who wants to kill him is able to locate him in Bel Air. And now it's a, you know, it's kind of like him trying to, you know, preserve his life, keep his family out of jeopardy. But meanwhile, you know, run from, you know, this this D-boy um, in, the, in the same element the Uncle Phil character, who was just a judge in the show, is running for office. So his family now has to be put on display. They're what Ashley calls in Obama mode uh, in this in this whole series. So there's the dynamic of the black man who's rich as fuck. Like they don't have some book. When I tell you, like one of the favorite one of my favorite parts about watching the show is looking at the dope ass. Uh, um, uh, uh, aesthetics of the mansion, the lighting by the rooms, the, the, the enormity of some of the spaces in the house as it's being filled kind of like with that that one camera office type of shooting, you know what I'm talking about? And um, that's one of the that's one of the most thrilling things to me. So there's that dynamic. There's also the dynamic of Hillary who is going through this whole period. Y'all, if y'all remember when the when Hil- when the first few episodes of Fresh Prince started, Hillary was always the older sister. So we never saw her like in school and all of that. She was always just kind of like doing her thing. And in this, she's like a media mogul, YouTube, Instagram star, always going live, blah, blah, blah. And one of the conflicts she has is that she's trying to make her own way outside of the Bel Air name, but do it while she's living in the Bel Air estate, which Mom Dukes is like, hold up, that's not making any sense. Mom tries to hook her up with job interviews, tries to push her in the direction that will give her more income. And she keeps, I don't want to say sabotaging them, but she's kind of being real about how she doesn't necessarily want that 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 type of handout. So the struggle with her is that she has to try to find her own way with Bel Air without the Bel Air residence, which, you know, is hard. And she her and her mom are squabbling. 
Another dynamic, which frankly is the best, in my opinion, the one of the most uh, 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 fun to watch, is the dynamic between Carlton uh, and Will in this series. Carlton and Will, as you remember, in the show, were always going at each other, mainly Will going at Carlton for being short, being corny, and that all still the same. But instead of this, it, instead of in like in the sitcom where it was very funny and we laughed and it was a laugh track, and st- it's very real. These motherfuckers be fighting. And Carlton, if you haven't seen the memes online, is particularly interested in certain narcotics. Uh, um, uh, and, I'll, and I'll let y'all, let y'all, I'll let y'all, you know, explore all of that. So this doesn't, this doesn't sound like a comedy at all. This, huh? this, this is not a comedy then. It, it is definitely a comedy, but it's, a, it's more of a dramedy. <laughs> um, there's funny scenes, but it's, it, it, it's not ER, but it's not Peacemaker. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's got your elements. It's got the same humorous elements of the original Fresh Prince, but it is it is riddled within a sea of legit drama, um, and, and not not drama from like a like like you know, uh, like Real Housewives or or, or you know like deep like uh, troubling drama, but like more like uh, uh, just just character arc, plot line, uh, uh, real life circumstance drama. For instance, one of the is one of the issues. Uh, this happens on one of the first episodes, so it's not spoiling too much. Uh, in one of the first episodes, Carlton, who claims to run his school of Bel Air Academy, uh, after his lacrosse game, because he's a lacrosse star, uh, he's in the, the, the locker room with his lacrosse teammates, and Bobby Schmurter's hot nigga is playing as they're celebrating their victory. And Charlie and 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 uh and Carlton's uh friends who will calls Chad, but she, uh, Carlton says his name's not Chad, it's Connor. <laughs> um, Car- Connor is on top of the bench saying, and you sleep on the hot nigga. Like I talked to Shiesty when I shot niggas. Like a seeny dwirly drop nigga. And, and Will, to his credit, who was told to come and meet him after the game so that, you know, we be Carlton after the game so he can meet the players. It's like, yo, 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 yo. Hold up. Hold the fuck up. And yes, they curse. They curse. Nigga this, nigga that, fuck this, fuck that, all that in this show. All right? Um, he's like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? Is you outside your mind? And he's like, he's like, what did you talk about? He's like, yo, what the fuck you don't get to say, nigga? You can't. None of y'all can. And he's like, I believe I just did. And he's like, and what you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to beat your ass. And then Carlton comes in and is like, hey, hold on, hold on. They, right, you know, it's just my cousin. And he's like, yo, are you co-signing this bullshit? You're going to let him get away with this shit? He's like, and he says nothing. So one of the struggles is Phil, who, I mean, uh, Will, who represents the culture, having to deal with Carlton, who he calls, he's basically a coon. You know what I'm saying? And Carlton, his argument is, why are you tripping about one word? It's just a word. And he's like, it's a word that, I mean, the whole, you can see it. You know, you can see, you can see this metastasizing. And and he's it's just like yo, and so you're really mad because black rappers sell billions of records to these kind of white people every day, and you're mad at them for repeating what the, it's that argument happening within the show. So you kind of see what the show is. They're trying to do like the this is us thing, right? Where they have serious conversations within the script of the show, but they're using these teenagers and these actors to have those conversations. And they're doing it from a humorous standpoint with the backdrop of a beautiful Bel Air and the characters that we know from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What's up, Ty? 
Yeah, it sounds like a reversal of what you got from the Fresh Prince, which was a comedic driven show with dramatic aspects. And in this case, you get more of a dramatic um, driven show with comedic aspects. So mm-hmm. they, it's like a reversal of what they had uh, going on on uh, on the original uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, it, almost to a T. Exactly. What's up, Steph? I just read a couple of reviews and I'm seeing a theme of upset white people disliking the show because they feel like it's not funny enough and have repeatedly made the point that, well, the Fresh Prince was successful because it was lighthearted and it was funny. So when they did things like talk about racism and parental abandonment, it hit harder because, you know, we didn't expect to have those emotional conversations in a show that was so light and funny. And Bel Air is just too heavy and too dark and it starts heavy. And I'm I'm like, it made me want to watch it even more. Um, but I just feel very annoyed and angry right now that white people are criticizing it because it's not like it's not giving them enough of the of the dancing and the jokes yes. so that they can feel comfortable with an occasional serious moment. Like, yes, it is a serious black show about wealthy black people having real life problems. And white folks get to do this all the time and it's no yes. issue. But when it's a black family, it's like, oh no, no, you're not making us laugh enough so that we hate it. Exactly. Dance, niggas. Dang, right. You know what I'm saying? It, exactly. It, it, it's hey, listen. This isn't what it's. It, it's almost. Uh, the, this is not necessarily comparable, but uh, just to kind of, if, if we take the, the the black aspect out of it, there was this. There's this in Tyrone. You probably remember this. John Stewart at one point in time went on this show called Crossfire, where this dude named Tucker Carlson, who used to wear a bow tie, uh, used to discuss conservative points back and forth. And John Stewart was brought on to kind of be the lighthearted comedic act. But John Stewart went on there with an agenda. And he was like, nah, bro, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all are feeding the <laughs> yeah. public a bunch of bullshit. And Tucker Carlson is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be the funny guy. He's like, I'm not your monkey. These are literally, mm-hmm. literally his words. Whereas, I'm not going to be your monkey today. You know what I'm saying? Fresh Prince and this Bel Air show is not your monkey. All right. We are not your monkey with this bullshit. This show is more real, more rugged, more gritty, more raw, and it embodies everything from the realistic depictions of police to community relations to dealing with being a a, a popular member of society in a community that only allows you to either excel as an academic and or an athlete um, or as a D-boy. And that's explored in the very first episode of uh of fresh prince uh the whole biggie smalls either you either you're slinging that rock or you got a wicked jump shot is very prevalent and it 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 actually i'm gonna say this straight up hearing that from you stephanie brings me joy because it lets me know that fresh prince and everybody that brought this to life was like we don't give a fuck we already had a successful fresh prince of l.a all right we don't need we're not trying to redo that all right we're trying to do something different here and speak directly to the community from the community um and another thing about it guys and if i can get a chance to upload some of these pics of the freaking mansion oh my god like it looks it looks i'm trying to tell y'all like when they put this pool on and it's black lights and purple i'm trying to tell you like i was wrapped up in it and had no intention of it i literally clicked on the button like let me see what this bullshit all about man i know they done messed this up and in the first 15 minutes i was glued and i was like wow so this is what we're doing now don't get me wrong it's got its problem all right it does all right it's, it's got its problems uh, you'll probably notice them all right <laughs> it, it sounds like it kind of has the vibes of like uh euphoria which is like one of the most popular shows right now 
but yes. uh hour euphoria if you will uh so that i mean it's 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 interesting like it's because i would have gone in like okay now i'm gonna go watch a you know new fresh prince and i would have been like waiting for the goofiness and stuff like that and then i'd have been like shocked immediately yeah uh, but no if, if i go in with the idea of like watching that kind of like you know because euphoria in its ways is sometimes comedic uh so yeah i'm interested i've got peacock and i actually pay for it so i'm gonna check it out Wow, imagine that. Uh <laughs> you hear that, Tyra? How uh, dare you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm a, no, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nolly, were you a fan of the Fresh Prince when you were growing up? Did oh, you watch the show? Absolutely. But I'm here for the new one because honestly, like stuff, I read a lot of reviews, mostly white complaints, but honestly don't watch it then like we're not here to entertain you anymore it's 2022 mm. we're building our platforms we're building our spaces and you're not welcome into them mm. you don't like it move on there's plenty of show almost every other tv show is for you i mean relax yes take a seat watch something else and 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 just to be clear um as much as I believe that that was directed at white folks i think it was directed at folks of a certain mentality if you're black <laughs> and saying that too same thing, bruh. Like, listen, we're not always just about tap dancing and slinging jokes. Uh, now, I definitely will sling jokes, and I've been on a tap dance, uh, <laughs> but not for your entertainment necessarily at the snap of your finger. Yeah, uh, for cardio. This family right here is like, it, it, it. this to me is giving me Cosby vibes without the, you know, all right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ain't even going to bring it up, uh, but it's giving me Cosby vibes just in the sense that the Cosby show was one of the first times that we saw on display outside of coming to America, like black excellence in the United States, well represented in a manner that we can be proud of. And if you look at this family, if you look, if you watch, if you watch this show, it oozes black excellence from the, the decor to the attire to the fact that they're living in what looks like a hundred acres. The fact that Jeffrey is now the house manager over the staff, not just the butler who gets the door. The, and Jeffrey Street too, yo, Je yo, Je yo, Jeffrey's he, he a beer, he, he a beer bite man way they I know. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this ain't no this ain't no puss water way they I know. Is this Jeffrey from Top Shot of them? We are come long time from London. And them want to bust up some puss all them way one day, I know. You know what I'm saying? Them want to wire. Wire them wiring. I No, yeah. I don't know what you're saying at yeah, all. The man them. Captions. The man them. The man them. Yo, man. I'm just saying, bro. I have not been this excited about an all-black casted show um, in such a while. And, 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 and I'm coming off of watching Naomi and, and, and watching a bunch of other things. And this show is well-written. It's true to the craft. I mean, uh, to the culture, it is definitely it, for those of y'all that are that 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 need the nostalgia of getting some of the callbacks from the actual Fresh Prince of Bel Air sitcom. They they know to throw those Easter eggs in there. Like there's even a point in time where he literally says, "They were like, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Ah, you know, I got in one little fight. My mom got scared." You know, what I'm <laughs> like like they throw like they throw it in there. They know what's up. They're creating a Bel Air verse here and and i'm and i'm i'm here for it and and i would highly encourage anybody who's watching to check this show out because i think that this is on to something uh at one point in time Issa ray was talking uh out loud online about wanting to uh possibly put together a show um 
a, a show that does um, embody like a high school black, uh, like a black, like kind of like a high school version of different world. And dare I say, this could be close to it. Uh, it's not just high school. All right. Because again, Hillary and, uh, and, and, and Carlton and Vivian are all very much involved. And uh, so it's, it's, and, and it's not teeny bopper. It's, it's, it's not, you know, uh, uh, you know, even Sabrina, the teenage witch was, had like, it's teen, it's, it's hella teeny bopper shit about it. But this is an adult show about a, an array of folks. Um, and I highly recommend it to anybody who uh, is willing to see. How's the theme song? That's a very important <laughs> question. That is a very important question. Shout out to Dark Secret on Twitch. Yo, Dark Secret. <laughs> Yo, all right, all right, all right. So the theme song doesn't, it doesn't compare to the theme song from the show, obviously. Um, but you'd be very impressed with the very first 30 seconds of the show. I'll say that. Of scene of episode one, the very first 30 seconds pays homage to the uh to the to the uh to the Fresh Prince theme. But I, I don't think that there's an actual theme. Uh they don't have a theme song. They they and I and I'm glad because we're past the 90s and we don't need intro music or intro credits. I think they're so overrated and they only take away from time that could be given to the plot. But they definitely use mainstream music, a lot of Philly music, a lot of New York music, and even some some dope ass down south. I got a hard disagree with you on the theme song thing, man. A good theme song is is brilliant yeah. and and so uh, yeah. Please take that extra minute and just do a good theme song. Yeah, I mean, Peacemaker's yeah, yeah, the exception, but I mean, well, you know what? Did you ever skip the Game of Thrones theme song? Did you ever skip the Expanse right. theme song? Like, let's say, a good theme, a good theme, it, it gets you, man. So yeah, that was a very important question, and you know, I'm still, like I'm still check the show out, but I'm glad that I don't, that I'm not gonna go in waiting for like a, you know, a banger, and then just kind of, you know, watching Carlton snort some coke, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm this, this helped, this conversation helped put us all in the right mind frame. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Okay, okay. All right. I take that back. I'm I'm okay with the theme song as long as you give me the option to skip. All right. If I get the skip option, then I'm cool. But if I'm forced to sit through it, uh, yeah, I might, I might, I might trip. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I, I did watch every single Peacemaker intro for every, every all eight episodes. Yep. I will yep. say I didn't skip any of those. For all my power fans. I know they, 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 oh, they yeah, okay, yeah, all right, all right, yeah. All right, all right. okay, all right, yeah, all right. Mean, everybody's out there listening <laughs> to what <laughs> All right, all right, you speaking facts, all right, all right, so for, all right, all right, Power Game of Thrones, Peacemaker, <laughs> and that's it, all right, and, and Fresh Prince, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and that, and that's it. Darkwing uh, Duck. <laughs> DuckTales. Oh, yeah. DuckTales. Okay, all right. Voltron. There's so many. Yeah, we know uh, Simpsons. Like, yeah, oh, we got. Man, we got. Yeah, all right. Oh, shit. I am the star. We're going we're gonna to the... bury your, your point so hard that it's yeah, going to pop right. out in China. <laughs> yeah, all right. My bad. All right, you know what? I take that back. Uh, yeah, all right. We like the intro music. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, give us the skip option. That's all I'll say. Give us the skip option. Uh, but I say all that. <laughs> 
Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he still he says he still still gets excited when he right. I see you, Jay. That's what's up, that's Jay. All time. That's an all time. Did you know that his brother's actual name was Fred Sanford? Like uh, Red Fox? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, man. It, yeah, it's not a scene thing song, Mark. That's my dog, Mark from high school. If you're still here, man, what's going on, bro? Good to see you here, man. Welcome, man. I hope to see you more often on Saturdays and on the replays too. But yeah, man, it's 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 cold as fuck. I sincerely, sincerely um um recommend it to anybody out there who's able to get the Peacock app. Um, it, it it's fuego. Uh, I I'm I, I'm I, I was so mad. I thought that all the episodes were up were were up on it, and then I, I got the episode four and to find out that I got to wait until next week. Uh, it, it airs on Fridays. So, I mean, cool. if y'all can catch up, we might even start following that show. But right. Let's that's do it. definitely dope. Now, uh, we have gotten to the last 30 minutes. Uh, I just want to real quick send another quick shout out to Yaz. Love you and we miss you. And we hope all is well with you and your fam and uh, everything that you do. You know you are a okay. founder and you can never be replaced. Or And we can always, 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 always make the show better and everything better with you. So just from our panel to yours, a couple seconds of respect. Uh, in in adoration of, of of your absence today, whatever reason it may be, because I know you would have definitely geeked out on some of these next subjects. Um, uh, especially, uh, I don't know how you feel. I know how you feel about zombies, uh, but I'm curious to how you feel about uh, dinosaurs. Um, and so I'm I would like to talk a little bit about one of my favorite movies and favorite books, uh, Jurassic Domin- Jurassic World, which is coming out. Uh, uh, Dominion. Uh, they just released. A new trailer, which seemed to star two of the three, excuse me, of the OGs from the classic Jurassic Parks. Um, are we all, star- uh, excuse me, Jurassic Park fans on this panel? If so, uh, let's hear about it. If not, let's hear why not. Stephanie, do you do Jurassic Park? Are you a dinosaur person? Are you? Is it annoying to you? Is it? Is it? Is it cool? What, what's your thing? No, I enjoy it. I've enjoyed all the Jurassic Park movies. I think they're a lot of fun. I'm not that person who can give you the deep cut background info on every character and quote, you know, callbacks from the first movie to the most recent one. But I I like them. I think they're fun. I will definitely watch this one and look forward to it. Mm, mm, Man, Uh, Nali, Jurassic Park fan? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, It's one of those movies, you know, you have your movies where like you need something in the background, you need something to do while you're doing something and you pop a movie on. It's always, it's either Lord of the Rings or Jurassic Park for me. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of months alone that I've rewatched the original three Jurassic Park movies. Wow. For real? That's crazy. Just I mean, that third my favorite. I love when people like to play God and then it turns on them and you're like, what? There's a dinosaur? It's going where? What y'all doing? Why are you moving? Why are you breathing so heavy? They're going to find you. Like, the whole time. It's the best <laughs> ride. Like, who doesn't enjoy it? I love it. I love it. Uh, yo, good tie. Uh, you uh, start, uh, Jurassic Park, bro? Uh, oh, yeah, the first Jurassic Park, uh, I think, is an all-time great and an absolute game changer in uh, in movies. Um, the Everything after was fun. And, like, you know, uh, it was, you know, dinosaurs and fun and craziness and stuff like that. So it was, it was fine. I'm interested in this new one, though. I feel like they finally... Like they finally are bringing it where it needs to be and like you know maybe getting back to a little bit of the the horror 
elements that like made the first Jurassic Park so good. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was an element that started to kind of get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talim, Ty- uh, what about you, bro? I just, I mean, I, I, like at this point, uh, everything leads up to uh, me finally seeing somebody riding these goddamn dinosaurs. Like, I, <laughs> like, yo, like we we've, we've seen movies like where where you, you know, like the, I think the last one where um, that but what were they Velociraptors? Uh, yeah. And 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 he had that relationship with the Velociraptor, and it yeah. and it, it and it saved Blue. his life and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I need to see at this point somebody riding dinosaurs out to battle. Like this mm-hmm. is like, I, I mean, I, if I if it's just another, you know, uh, us running from the dinosaurs, they periodically picking us off one by one. That's that's just uh, I'm, I've seen enough of that from Jurassic Park. If that's the case, I want to see something that I haven't seen. You, what you're if, trying to. You what, what if there's a scene? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tyrone. I was gonna say, what if there's a scene in the movie that's just kind of like a little side scene where, you know, there's like a uh, some home video footage or whatever, and all of a sudden you see somebody pop on the screen. And he's like, "I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is riding a Triceratops." And then he like jumps on the Triceratops, and then he dies, and he's like the first dead. Like, what if would that be I enough dinosaur that. riding? I would, and listen, if they, if they <laughs> give me that in the first thirty seconds, I'm sold. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I'm Steve-O, and this is getting eaten by a T-Rex. Well, look, you're trying to turn this into they're, – they're not banthas. They're dinosaurs. I'm trying to turn like, it into something different than what I've already been seeing in, like, five movies now. So, like, I'm just – Okay, just okay. something a little different. Just don't give me the same old – Cause I mean, what what I what I described is literally what happens in every movie. At some point, everybody starts running. You all get picked off one by one, and then at some point, you know, like you either you either blow up the island, you either get off the island, or you know, it's the same old it's the same old same. So I I need to see something I haven't seen. Like last the last uh, Jurassic Park, we saw a, Vel- a Velociraptor, you know, like defending a human. Why can't yeah. we see humans riding these motherfuckers at this point? Oh, I mean, why the fuck do they gotta ride the dinosaurs? I mean, <laughs> because you are because the villain of the movie is the dinosaurs. So at the like, you're Not gonna anymore. have to go I mean, up against T Rex, like you're doing all of, of them, or some version that they've created and spliced this DNA and made this. You know, what I mean, like, come on, like it's the same old same. You're gonna have to battle oh, the dinosaurs. What what is what is gonna be their their predator predatorial uh, foe uh, on the food chain? Okay, well, obviously you've you've hit on a good point. They can't just be they can't be as afraid of the T Rex anymore because I mean that was you know basically the first movie, uh, the first movie, and then the second movie got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Then you end up with uh, uh, so I, I love the fact that the Velociraptors uh, are are like you know kind of like this other fierce fearsome being that has intellect and 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 the biggest ask the biggest takeaway from Jurassic World was that there was a T-Rex-sized Velociraptor, you know what I'm saying, which is frightening as fuck if you think about it because, I mean, the Velociraptors are the ones that opened up the doors, you know what I'm saying? Um, excuse me. So I don't think that you're going to get a whole lot of different stuff here, Talim, uh, unfortunately. I think you're going to get uh, a bunch of folks who are chasing, are being chased by dinosaurs. I think that the different concept is that now, instead of them being at any kind of park, which is why it's called Jurassic World, they have been released into the wild. There is no lysine effect. 
that they need in order to keep the animals alive. In the original movies, when they were on island, in the books, uh, I, you know, I'm a huge Michael Michael Crichton was my favorite author uh, of science fiction. I, you know, Andromeda Strain, uh, uh, Congo, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jurassic Park one and two. Uh, so in in the in the book, he describes it as is basically at Island Nublar, which is where these dinosaurs originally were uh, in Jurassic Park. They had to live out. There was a certain uh, 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 um, uh, protein that was in the the plants that they were eating that they had to have in order to survive. It was called lysine. And if they leave the island, the theory was if they leave, then they'll die because they cannot survive without this protein. Well, they have mutated. They have developed another island. And in the last in the last movie, they were they actively transported all of these fucking dinosaurs to the mainland. And now they're they're loose. So it's no longer a park. It's them that you could wake up and look out your window and there's a velociraptor. You know what I'm saying? So I think that the biggest thing from this upcoming movie isn't that it's is that it's not it's no longer a park. Is that now we are re uh, uh, evolving to integrate prehistoric beings with current modern day world. And that's what the overall arc is going to be for this movie. It's going to be you seeing, you know, a pterodactyl on top of the Pentagon or uh, of the Washington monument. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that is what we have to look forward to. So in terms of, you know, the getting off the Island aspect, I think that that's gone. Uh, bad tie. Uh, and well, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. see missiles and, and armies launched against dinosaurs, which means they have to be pretty powerful. As long as I see somebody riding a dinosaur, I'm good. <laughs> I just need I just need one one scene of, of somebody riding a dinosaur, and we and we we good. Bad times happen. All right, all right, fair enough. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I was going to show the the preview, uh, the trailer for it. I don't know if we have time for it right now. Uh, in fact, there I say, let's just say we don't. All right. Let's just say we don't have time. Maybe we'll do it afterwards because we now have to get uh, to the next thing on the docket, which is the Nope trailer. Uh, Jordan Peele, once again, is giving us something to raise our eyebrow with. I don't I haven't seen this trailer yet. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but I know nothing about uh, what's about to happen on this trailer. All I know is that Jordan Peele. Uh, is right now leading the black community in movies that are not about uh, trauma. <laughs> Unless you consider Nope, excuse me, uh, Get Out a trauma movie. Um, he's kind of like our sci-fi guy right now. Am I, am I right? I mean, Jordan Peele yeah. is giving us the alternate black universe uh, of which we can imagine ourselves uh, doing things that don't involve, you know, all the usual, you know, black trauma ship, uh, Tyrone. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Uh, just, I, I want to watch the trailer. I want to see a reaction to the trailer, but 100% agree. This is already the best movie I haven't seen yet. So, uh, oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that. No, I can't wait. I'm, I'm super excited. Okay. I haven't seen it. Has everybody here seen the fly? Has anybody here seen the scene? You've all seen it. Ty, you saw it? Yeah. Damn. All right. So I'm just, a, all right. Damn. All right. Excuse me. I held it for the show. My bad. All right. Uh, so here's, here it is at the last half of the sh in the last few minutes of the show, just in case they want to cancel us for it. Uh, the <laughs> note trailer. Let's see what it do, everybody. And here it goes. Oh, shoot. What are you doing? My bad. It, it had a little hiccup. 
sorry for the quality. <laughs> the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, yeah, skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. just watch uh <laughs> first of all my apologies for the quality again I, I don't know if it was choppy it looked like it was a little choppy on my it, it wasn't the worst okay okay uh but yo uh, uh <laughs> okay uh first of all daya kalua is getting all the work um good grief uh, good on Deservedly you homeboy. so one of the best actors uh, around right now I mean, and if you could say, oh, hell, a revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could definitely get your way in any movie. Uh, what what did I just see? Somebody break down what just happened. Uh, uh, they live on a ranch, and now something's in the sky. And I remember seeing the the, the float where there was a, like a some strings of, fl of, of flags coming out of it. Is this an alien? I, I still can't really determine whether it's an alien movie or if it's supernatural uh what what's what what's what's going on steph it's aliens i did a little bit of research and there's there's like a there's a place where you can see an alien in the trailer there's alien merch um it's definitely aliens but you know in the spirit of jordan peele we we don't really know what the fuck is going on because he doesn't want us to <laughs> i think yeah he's definitely uh tight-lipped on this and i think he's getting my whole gist of not wanting to give too much up front so you can enjoy the movie more. Right, Nolly? I mean, do you does this intrigue you? What what you think about the trailer? I mean, it's Jordan Peele, so I'm absolutely going to see it. But, um, yeah, do, do y'all remember that movie, The Happening? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, so it's giving me like the happening with some alien vibes, and I don't really know, but like I'm here for yeah. it. It's definitely giving like M Night Shyamalan vibes too. So like, like I'm ready for whatever the plot twist is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the happening, for those of y'all that didn't uh, watch, it was a Marky Mark movie in which the trees <laughs> yeah. were attacking the humans by ho- by by uh stockpiling the oxygen that they were supposed to give and at the end of the movie like there was supposed to be this major like you know thing that happened and even marky mark said nothing happened <laughs> that's just crazy bad tie yo what do we learn from this this trailer what you feel about it homeboy before we wrap up <clears throat> i mean it's we didn't learn much um you know uh i'm a i'm a huge jordan peele fan as well so I, you know as 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 with feige you just kind of expect the work to just turn out good so mm-hmm. i'm not going to speculate too much about it um i do however like i'm not huge on her as an actress mm-hmm. um like i i love her you know as a human being but as an actress i i'm not like huge on her acting so Wow. Um, I will just have to wait and see. Yo, wh- what's up with that? What you? What's up with the Kiki the Kiki Palmer? Uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not a shot or a slight to her. I'm just as far as her acting goes, I'm, I just don't think she's the greatest of actors. Um, it's not a shot. It's just it's just an observation. What is it that you saw her in that deterred you? All right. Because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Akila and the B. All right. I thought she was phenomenal in Akila and the B. I think she did take a step backwards in the Tyler Perry movies. I think that was a little bit below her speed. I think that she did have to wrestle with, uh, you know, she did the teeny, the teenage thing where she had to kind of come out of her shell and own her blackness and do it out loud, um, which I love. But uh, I haven't seen her in anything that was that really deterred me from thinking that she has the capability of acting. I'm just curious, like what it is that leads you down that path. I mean, you just you just actually just you know answered it. I mean, that's why I don't know about her acting is because she really hasn't done anything. But thanks for making that point for me. <laughs> she really hasn't, um, Kiki Palmer hasn't. Yeah, okay, um, right. I don't want to do this with you today. I don't, yeah, I don't. please don't. I mean, like I said, it wasn't a slight. I'm not trying to slight her. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to her acting prowess, you know, I don't know. I mean, if she's going to be the lead actress in this movie, that's what has me a little concerned. That's all. Oh, wow. Yeah. The question, Vince, is can you change Ty's mind in under seven minutes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not the case, uh, you know, after all the years. I've known him. I haven't been able to change his mind. A lot of things. So we'll just, we'll just, we'll just let this one continue to another day. Uh, But I I think Kiki Palmer has range. I think that she can do Tyler Perry and she did Akilah in the B, which she was phenomenal in, even though she was much younger. And dare I say, if she comes back to the drama acting scene, that she'll, she'll be well welcome. Uh, But yeah, I mean, maybe not on, uh, 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 you know, uh, Helen Mirren and, uh, you know, Felicia Rashad status, uh, but 
but yeah, I, I think she's she's all right. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But nope, looks like it's it's doing what it's supposed to, which is getting us to talk about it uh, and 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 kind of just getting ready for the potential for Jordan Peele to blow our minds once again. We loved uh, Get Out, and uh, um, and uh, I I didn't I still don't kill me. I still haven't finished Us. Uh, I think it left before I was able to. It was online for a little while, and I think it it, it got taken off before I was able to see it. So yeah, but but I still <laughs> I still. Love. Um, you think I like it? No, they got listen right now. These one word shows they got us, they have them, they have a new show on epics <laughs> called From. Now we have Nope. Like, <laughs> like it's just, well, nope, well, nope is a, is a movie, right? It's not a show, I, yeah, right? it is, it is, it is, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. These one word joints, you know, Bel Air. Uh, uh, yeah. uh <laughs> now nah, let me stop, let me stop. I don't, that doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm with it. Uh, there was one other show that I wanted to kind of talk about, but I know that everybody's not watching it, so I didn't want to bring it up too tough. I didn't even put any pictures up, but The Servant is currently running uh, on Apple TV, which is the best cinematic uh, uh, network, period, uh, hands down. There's no, sh every show looks like it's shot in like Uber HD. And the show is a mind fuck. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. And I'm not even bringing it up for discussion. I'm just bringing it up as a point uh, of interest so that y'all would keep it on your list of potential shows to watch. I know we are being bombarded right now. I still haven't finished Raising <laughs> Dion. We still got Vox Machina on a week basis. Lord of the Rings is coming. Moon Knight is coming. I know we're being bombarded, even in the absence of Peacemaker and, Bum and Boba Fett. But let me just throw the servant out there for your viewing pleasure if you do finish everything and get caught up. We got to go ahead and wrap this stuff up, man. I don't know if anybody has anything on the way out. I will I will yield the floor if anybody wants to speak up real quick. Thanks for watching, well, everybody. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. Uh, thanks, for every, uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you tune in to Multiverse uh, every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, make sure y'all tune in to the Multiverse 630. Make sure y'all go on like and follow and subscribe to the Multiverse on Facebook as well as on YouTube and wherever else you can find it, which is everywhere. Uh, Nolly, thank you so much uh, and your wickedness and joining us and educating us on wicked stuff today. Uh, uh, and we hope that you'll join us again in the future as well and, you know, kind of stay close on our little round table here. Absolutely. Um, I yeah, love yeah. for the impromptu invites. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, we just, we, you know, yeah, we'll always, uh, uh, the door is open. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me. <laughs> just put us all on blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's that part. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Steph, thank you so much for taking the pictures. Oops. Didn't mean to say that out loud uh, and being here as well. And uh, of course, everybody, Thank y'all so much. I had a I had a moment that I wanted to talk to uh, everybody uh, about real quick. Um, listen, guys, uh, for those of you all who are angry at the following things, please continue. Please find a, a quiet place to kill yourself. I mean it. All right. Uh, if you have an issue with black elves coming to the Lord of the Rings, all right, please find a comfortable place to call out for a human cannonball in front of a, you know, in front of a, a flaming building. Uh, also, if you have problems with the Fresh Prince, 
of being depicted as a real individual that's not just there to tap dance and make you laugh and to just make things real cute and funny all the time and wants to bring out real issues, then yes, by all means, please latch yourselves to the people that are doing the human cannonballs. And who knows? Now, in all honesty, of course, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm speaking you from I'm speaking from a you know uh, I, metaphorically, but do examine your insides and decide whether or not you really don't want these things to happen just because of your level of comfort. And if you're willing mm -hmm. to give away others' level of comfort just to suit yours, because those of us that are people of color don't get representation in a lot of these realms. So when we see black elves, we're like finally, whereas you see it and say, why would they do that? And we're saying, well, why didn't they do it? in the first place but in all things you are if that's who you are be you be your authentic self otherwise you're being fake and like i always say if you a geek in real life go ahead let that geek flag fly we miss you we love you the ass we hope to see you soon talk to y'all later yeah, yeah, them niggas over there, yeah, 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 now look at what I'm with.